welcome to the City Point Church podcast. Thanks for joining us. Every day is an opportunity to take hold of. So we hope this message inspires you and builds your faith, that it helps you have more of a God perspective for your day. Enjoy. I want you to declare out loud and boldly, today my heart is open. I want to say that one again. Today my heart is open. My ears are alert. Because I want to grow and change and never be the same. Amen. You know, Pastor Mel spoke this morning uh, an amazing word, and um, it was about, you know, this year. You know, people, we're activating something this year, and in the next year, you're going to see the faithfulness of God. Do you receive that in your world this year? And... Um, You know, I believe this 100%. And I know that in my life, there's some things I've put on this uh, cross for year and year after year after year. And I have seen God finally fulfill a miraculous work in my life. But there's some things that I put on and it's like an instant reaction in the heavenlies. I don't know what goes on. I don't think anyone really knows the answers of what goes on in the heavenly realms, okay? But I know this, people who pray get an answer. I I know this, when you activate something, you will reap a reward. I know that a giver receives. I know that a sower sows. You know, these principles are very basic. You know, and someone who's involved in Faith, Love, Hope today will reap the rewards of Faith, Love, Hope, of the unity and the union of faith found in this room today. I know this 100% without a shadow of a doubt in my heart and in my mind, the right people are here today. And the right people are listening to this that still want to be part of Faith, Love, Hope. God wants to and will do a work through you and in you if you step out in faith today. This is not a church for spectatorship today, even if you're new, okay, and you're hearing these words. This is not, you know, you might not be able to give financially today, but man, you can write something and put it on the cross. You know, and you might never come back, but we will pray for you for the next 12 months as they go on on that cross. You know, or you're here today and you're like, man, I've never been in a church. They gathered together and actually write down a prayer request or a praise record. And the whole church prays for a year where you're in the right place today because that's exactly what we do. Today's message is called Your Destiny is connected to your giving. Wow. Your destiny is connected to your giving. Now, let's just remember that you are the one that just confessed that your heart is open, your ears are alert, you want to grow and change, so I'm going to help you in that today, so that you're never the same. Who wants to go home changed, never the same? So good. Your destiny is connected to your giving. I don't take lightly my salvation. I don't take lightly that Jesus saved me. In fact, it it brings me to tears pretty much every day. I see it as an honor to know and to follow God. Anyone with me this morning? To champion the cause of the local church is just unbelievable. Seeing people's lives transformed, saved, 
healed, set free. This is amazing stuff to be part of. Jesus gave his life for the church. He gave his life for this church, which means he gave his life for you and I. And to honor him and to give back is something just unbelievable to me. You know, in fact, like Jesus, our destinies are also connected to our giving. He gave his life for our eternity. And our destinies, our call is also that we would give. And, this is, and we find this connected to our purpose and our cause. Could you imagine... <laughs> Could you imagine if Jesus decided when he was on planet Earth, maybe around 32 years old, he, uh, I don't do crosses. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not into this whole cross crucifixion uh, uh, thing. Crosses, are, they're just a little bit extreme. I'm not into crosses. <laughs> Jesus knew his destiny was determined by his giving of himself. Unbelievable. And our destinies were eternally altered by his giving. Giving or lack of giving determines destinies. Everything in life is about trading. To get something, somebody has to give something. You trade your time and skills for your paycheck every week. That's a good thing to do. It doesn't matter what type of work you do, or what business you run, God traded his begotten son for many sons and daughters. In every sphere of life, there is trade going on, even the eternal, because of what sin has forced our Father God to do. Just because the gospel of salvation is free, it doesn't mean that it was cheap. It cost God everything. He traded the life of his son for you and for me here today. Jesus said in the gospel of John 12, 24, he said, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Death always brings life. In fact, as a, a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, we actually know that there really is no death. There's just a transfer of location. And it's a good transfer, by the way. Giving determines yours and others' destinies. See, too many people want the blessing without the releasing the seed. Or want the privilege without the responsibility, like sex before marriage. Or want the revival without their involvement, without their Sunday night monthly prayer meeting. You want to come to church and see the Sunday revival thing happen. But my question to you is, are you coming tonight to the prayer meeting? Let's be involved. To see great things happen, we will have to give something. We always have to give something. It costs us time and love and effort, money, prayer of ourself if we want to see and have a great marriage or a great family, a great church or a great move of God. Our destiny is connected to what we are prepared to give. 
And so is the destiny of other people, of others. Let's look how important giving is to God in Mark 12, 41 to 44. How's these screens going behind me? They're doing well. It says in verse 41, Now Jesus sat opposite the treasury and saw how the people put money into the treasury. That's an awkward Sunday at church. And many who were rich put in much. Then one poor widow came and threw in two mites, which made a quadrant. I'm just thinking things while I'm talking here. <laughs> verse 43, So he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all those who have given to the treasury. For they all put in out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty put in all that she had. Her whole livelihood, the Bible says. So many God principles in this account, but Jesus stands by the treasury. He's watching what people give. Why? Because giving is important to him. But he, he exampled that. It tells him something about us. It tells him where our hearts really are. Could you imagine if I followed the offering buckets, if we went back to buckets and Pastor Gray just walked down with the person, Rachel Haffey's taking the bucket down the aisle, and then Pastor Gray, and then Pastor Mel and the kids, you know, 15 kids behind us. And we're all just walking down, watching you put your money in. And then after church, first thing we do before we talk to anyone at the front here, we go straight to the giving station, stand by the FPOS machine, watching you press and type in your numbers. Just add a zero, Shane, to the end of that. Ryan, could you just put a one before those two zeros there? All right. Did you press send? I didn't see you press. Let's do it again. Do it again. Could you imagine that Sunday? Well, that happened in the Bible, except for Pastor Gray. It was Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of the universe. <laughs> Just imagine me watching you press push pay, like, or using the City Point app. You know, it's just amazing. But giving declares that you believe God's word is true. This is why it's so important to God, because it declares that you actually read the Bible. You listen and you allow your ears to hear what it's saying so that you grow and change and you're never the same. And it, it, this shows God the heart of what's inside of us. Giving declares your trust is in God. Your trust isn't in your paycheck or how successful the business is going. Your trust says, God, when I am weak, you are strong. It's your trust that's saying that, God, I'm struggling, but I know that you own the cattle on a hundred hills. Your, your trust is that, God, even though I can't see, I know that you can see. Your trust is, is that, God, you started something amazing in me, and I know that you will complete the good work you've started in me. Can you see how faith rises when we activate this world of generosity in our lives. Giving is the only proof of love. If you want to show your pastor you love him, don't look at me with those angry eyes. No, none of you guys do, but I'm just talking to other people. But you look, you give gratitude 
through your facial expression. You know, when you, you love something, you, you can say to someone you love them all, you can say to your husband or your wife, I love you, honey. But they're like, well, why don't you put the bin out? Like, I've been asking for 22 years. I can get a round of applause for that, ladies. Like, I'm trying to help you here today. <laughs> but the truth is, is our actions show the intent of our heart. Our actions show someone that we love them. Our actions show God. We read your word. We listen to your word. We obey you because we love you, God, beyond all else. We trust that you are faithful. The Bible says that his word will not return void. And I believe in the church today, you know, people say, oh, man, people say, oh, I've been praying for a miracle for 32 years, and I have never received my miracle. And then they go, the word of God is not truth. God does not fulfill his word. But let me tell you something. I I, I was teaching my daughter yesterday, uh, last night, I was tucking her into bed, and we're just talking about faith, love, hope. And she asked me some quality questions. She said, Dad, I've never seen it. Like, I, you know, you and mum give, she goes, I've even given to faith, love, hope before, but I've never seen it come back. And I, I had to just remind her. I said, I said, oh, I said, you're sleeping in a pretty nice double bed here tonight. I said, do you think dad paid for that? That's what you think. And I, your dad's pretty good. Okay, but dad only had the means because of the God I serve. So let me tell you about what God's done in your dad's world. Well, first of all, he healed you of cystic fibrosis when you had a full diagnosis, miraculous. He's healed your mum of cancer. He's taken a lump just last Sunday away from your mum's ear. He fulfilled a, a, something we put on the faith, love, hope for year after year after year after year. It just felt like it went on forever. But he took us out of a rental situation and put us back into our own house. That was a miraculous. I said, you might forget about that $3 million church that you and I get to run, you know, on behalf of City Point and God. I said, and you might forget that your mum and dad has the best calling on planet Earth to be a pastor of one of God's churches, you know. And I said, what you don't understand any is your giving is for your generations to come. And see, you might not receive your physical healing, but your children might in the time of need because of your faith activated here today and over years to come, past. If I was to ask any person here today, would you give up your miracle for your child? I bet you everybody would say yes. See how faith works? You know, Jesus gave up his life and everyone said, see, there's your Messiah. He's dead. So did the devil, by the way. But Jesus had another plan. Father God had another plan. They had to wait three days, which I'm pretty sure felt like an eternity in the pit of hell, because that's where he went, by the way. He went there and he broke the chains. He broke the power of the enemy. I'm pretty sure he actually did have a barbecue and said, what you mean to burn people up? I'm going to bring life out of this. It's going to restore me because I'm going to raise again in three days. And I'm not just going to raise in the spirit. I'm also going to raise in the flesh. And I bet you all of hell was trembling at that point 
because they went, well, we were just trying to destroy you, Jesus, son of God, in the spirit realm. But he goes, yeah, I had another plan. I'm going to be with my father on the right-hand side once again, but this time it's different. I'm not just there as spirit. I'm there also in flesh. Um, my body will actually, in fact, thousands of people are going to see my body rise up and go into the heavens. And they're going to know that how important this faith thing is. You know why? Because my body has gone up and my spirit has gone up, so will theirs if they just place their faith. Has anyone placed their faith in Jesus today? See, this is the power and the truth about faith. Don't let the enemy reduce your faith to money. That's a load of rubbish. Money means nothing into this world, and I'm already ahead of my notes. So I'm going to stay in line with my notes because I'll get all these good points out. God determines your destiny. Sorry, giving determines your destiny. God does too. And it determines the destiny of others. Let me ask you a question. You can answer this out loud if you're bold this morning. In eternity, will money be important? We won't be sitting around. <laughs> I didn't write this one. This is a good one. We won't be sitting around heaven chatting about how we made $10 million last month when we sold the outer galaxies. Money won't be important then, church. But listen, it's important now. It's important to exist to survive, to have a life, to expand the kingdom, to help the poor, the hungry, the trafficked, the lost. The devil would have you think it's so important that you can't live without it. But God, on the other hand, understands its lack of importance. So he says, give and then I'll give to you. In other words... When you learn to be generous and sacrifice the thing you need through faith, God will make sure you don't go without. And to me, that's a pretty good deal. In fact, I would much rather give up the security of keeping what I have, which remains the same, by the way, if not less, because you will get McDonald's on the way home this morning, if not KFC, probably KFC, it's better for you. You see all the oil come out, it makes your joints good. Did my parents teach me the wrong thing? <laughs> oh my goodness. Maybe that's why this thing's happening. Anyway, back to the gym. We, we need money in this life. And to do the mission and the purpose of God, we need money flowing through the church. And the promise of God is as you give, you will receive. This is why tithes and offerings is so important, by the way. Oh, it's an Old Testament principle. Yeah, well, why don't you try it and live it in the New Testament or the New New Testament because we are creating that right now. When you fulfill the principle of tithes and offerings, God's not looking at all to take. He's trying to find a way in this sin-bound world to give to you. So he says, as you give, you, you do something. You open a window in heaven. Because when we're talking heavenly things, we're talking windows. 
And you, when you give, what happens is that faith pulls back that window and then God throws out blessing. It's the way, it's the order of being a Christian. It's the way a Christian has been designed to live. So then if God asks us to give, maybe he's not trying to get something off of us, but rather maybe it's a way to get blessing to us and to others. Everybody wins, except the devil. I think I need to say that again. Is this a Pentecostal church? What's happening? <laughs> Normally in a Pentecostal church, you talk about overcoming the devil and it erupts. I'm just going to say this again. I know the creative team's going to support. Everybody wins. So I want to talk about us. Oh, Except the devil. Come on. It's good. <laughs> Let me talk about four, uh, four principles in the Word of God. I'm just going to get through these quickly, and then we'll move on with the, uh, with the service. So in the next passage of Scripture, there's four principles that will help you connect to your destiny. So in Luke 16:10, we've all heard this before, but I'm going to read it again. Uh, 10 to 13, it says... He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have uh, not been faithful in the unrighteous menon, will you commit to your trust in true riches? I'm going to read that again because I just feel like I, I, I mumble. Verse 11, Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous memon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Verse 12. And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Verse 13. No servant can serve two masters. This is in the Bible. For either he will hate the one and love the the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. Listen, you cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God and money. You need to lay one down. So number one, be faithful in the little. It says, he who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. It's never about what you don't have. It's always about what you do with what you do have. See, the lady in the temple with the two mites proves that. It's what you do with what you do have. You have the seed that you need to increase if it's used well. Pastor Rick used to teach this all the time. Today, if you don't have any money at all in your bank account, find something. You know, he has the testimony of someone that took the button off their shirt and put it into faith, love, hope, because they didn't even have a suit to go and get a job, and they received the suit. You know, like God is a miracle-working God. This is about faith. It's about more than money. We need money here on planet Earth, but it is not something we can take with us. Use it 
wisely here today. You have the seed that you need to increase. In regards to giving, let's dispel the myth. When I have more, then I will start to give. I don't think so. If you're not faithful in the little, you will not be faithful in the much. Let me tell you this. If you can't give $10 when you have 100 you will not give 1000 when you have 10000 it won't happen. I have seen, I have seen this in the life. I've, I've had friends that have told me this. And I said, it won't happen. And they got there. You know, one of them ended up in an executive and he could not do it. You know, bringing in some, you will not do it. Faithfulness always starts with the little. What can God trust you with? And he's, you might go, yeah, but it's nothing. Like, I want the big platform. You know, and he's going, well, I want you to go to Bible college and learn. You know, and you're going, okay, God, I will put that off and I will do my due diligence and I will do what you have said. I'll be faithful in your call right now to do this. I'll be faithful to run a life group, even though I know God's called me to run a church. You know what I mean? You don't, God, God builds our faith. I don't know about you, but I didn't come out of the womb knowing that God would do miracles. You know, I, 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 didn't, I didn't first ever think you know, that God would bless us with a, a church like this. I, I, I didn't just come out, you know, thinking that God would do all these amazing things. It started with a small thing. It started with a prayer and holding on to the prayer even though it didn't get answered. And then five years later, it got answered. And you're like, God, that was that prayer. That's the connection. Oh, man, now I'm going to believe for a car. You know, and then you, wow, that happened. You know, it took 15 years, but it happened. You know, and then you, you lay your hands on someone and you pray for them because the Bible says lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. And then you, you do that and it doesn't work. And you're like, oh my God, I forgot the other scripture which says to anoint the sick with oil. I didn't do the combination. So you go get oil and you do it and nothing happens. And you go, God, where is it? And he's like, oh, it's about faith, Graham. And so then you do the faith prayer thing and then a miracle happens. And you're like, man, they go, man, I don't feel sick anymore. This is amazing. And then you start to think, well, maybe we can start to pray over other things. And what happens is your faith builds. We're on this faith journey. See, believers are called people of the faith. You know, Abraham was called, but a time came where he had to sacrifice his son. But God didn't call him and then say, oh, tomorrow you're going to sacrifice your son. It was a journey. And it got to a point where Abraham goes, I know my God is faithful. If you call me to do this, I will do it. And it pulled every, you know, it, it confused his mind. His body was probably shaking like this is the worst thing. How could God ever calls, call me to do this? Is he really God? But, you know, he's proven himself. This is okay. And so he goes up there and does it. And God proves himself faithful again and sends someone and he doesn't have to do it. Sends a lamp. You know, like faith is, is a step. So today, wherever you are up, this is always about taking a step and then stretching. Taking a step. Last year, you gave to Faith, Love, Hope. You know, this year, are you stretching? Because if you're not stretching, you're on last year's faith. You know, but we are called to grow daily. Amen. You receive that? So it's so important. Number two, my faithfulness. It said there, therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous memon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? See, this is what this means. 
How we handle money is connected to our spirituality and our growing in God. Did you get that? Our personal bank statement is an economic statement, but it is also a moral statement. I do, I do want to have true riches of heaven all around my life. So God obviously looks at my ability to handle his true riches by the way I handle and can be trusted with my money, my management, and my generosity. This is how your spiritual destiny is also connected to your giving. Number three, faithful with somebody else's. Luke 16 verse 12 said, And if you have not been faithful... In what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Be faithful with somebody else's, then you will be given your own. This is a big one in today's world. With somebody else's money or vision, leaders, listen to this. If, you, if you're a leader anywhere in life in your workplace... Being faithful with someone else's money, your boss's money, with your boss's vision or their mission. With your boss, with your pastors, with your leaders, and ultimately with God. Find yourself faithful with the plans of God, amen? Don't think he won't. He will. He will. Be trustworthy with what isn't yours and you're on your way to blessing and increase and significance. And the fourth one is choose who you will serve. Verse 13 said, No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon or God and money. You can't serve church two masters. You can't serve God and serve money. The devil is trying to always pull us back into this circle of life that is always like, you know, we become servants to money. But here's the thing, right? Money is a great servant, but it's a lousy and a cruel master. Who's experienced that in their world? When everything's revolving around your weekly budget and your money and the loan repayments and you've got to get another loan for this new thing or the next thing, it, it's, it's a lousy and it's a cruel master. The bank does not care about you. <laughs> it's a cruel master. Okay, put it in the hands of God. There's too many people serving money and trying to control God. We need to flip that. A much better plan is to serve God who is gracious and loving and the ruler of your money in the first place. It's easy to know who you are serving. It's, one of, it's the one you listen to and obey the most. So let's chase God and follow him, amen? He is gracious, he's kind, and he has your best interest in heart. Who you follow connects you to your destiny. I know way too many people where things like money and possessions and their careers is what they follow. It's what their trust is. To be honest, 
It's what their identity is. See, when I use the word identity, doesn't it shift or, or taint the way we look at this? The truth is, is most people outside the kingdom of God, their business becomes their identity. The number of possessions, the boats and the, the houses and the size, it's, it's attached to their identity. But let's not be like that. Let's say our identity is attached to God and that's where my faith is. That's where you'll always find me and my faith is attached to God. So be faithful in the little church. Be faithful, dependable people. Be faithful with what belongs to you and choose who you will serve. The options today are God and money. That's the options. I don't know any other options on planet Earth. Uh, <laughs> we, we either serve one or the two. And, and I know that today this place is filled with faith and faith to receive God, uh, faith to hear the word of God today. So what I would just love to do before we move on, this will just take a moment, and um, is today you might be here for the first time or you've been here for a while and you're just listening to these words. And obviously, we do this once a year in the life of City Point Church. So you don't come every week and we just talk hardcore about money. But today you've come on this day. We call it Faith, Love, Hope. This is why. is because money allows us to operate out of faith and brings love and hope to our community. It allows us to do things like the Ivory Project, She Rescue Homes, the church to survive and have a strong financial foundation so people know where to come when they need Jesus Christ. And so it brings love and hope. But you're here and you, you've heard this message about which master you serve. And the reality is, and we all know this today, so I'm not saying anything new, but you, you either serve the devil or you serve God and I know that that's pretty straightforward and, and straight to the point but the truth is is anything outside of the ways of God is just what you want I want the instant self-gratification I want the instant money that I have in my hand right now I want to just live life my way it's all about instant self-gratification and that is the plan of the devil because all of that keeps you away from God all of that pushes God off saying I don't need you God but here's the truth and, and I'm glad that I can tell you the truth today we need the truth in our lives we can't push God away we need God and we we access our salvation, we access a life with God through His Son, Jesus Christ. How do we do that? It's simple. We read it actually this morning. I said it. We place our faith in Him. This is the power of faith. We say, God, I don't understand this all. I'm new. Or I've been around for a long time, but I've just been confused. So therefore, because I don't really understand, you know that then it has to be faith because that's what faith is. Faith is placing that in somebody even though you don't know how that miracle is going to come. You don't understand yet how he saves you, 
but you know that he's real. And by placing your faith in him, salvation becomes yours instantly. Love somehow fills you. We, we can't see it, but we know it. We experience it and we give it. We take it. So we know love is real. We, we don't understand that whole realm, but it's real. We know this. You know, anyone without Jesus, you know that the devil's real. You know that hopelessness is real or despair is real or pain and anxiety, all these things that they're real. So today, my question to you is in this place of who will you serve?